Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masechtas Ksubas, Perek, Tess, Mishnah Dalit, and Mishnah Hay. And we're going to start discussing the laws of Shvuah, of an oath. That is, we are very concerned about two things. One is we don't want to create a false Shvuah, even some, we don't even want someone sh- taking a Shvuah, an oath, even when it's not false. The, the, the Gemara says in Shvuah, when God said, a person shouldn't swear falsely, the world shook. Yet again, sometimes the only way to ascertain the veracity of someone's statement is if you make them take a shvua. So let's begin now with that in mind. Hamoshiv's ishtochendis. A person says to his wife, you're going to be my storekeeper, as in you're going to be the administrator of the store. You're going to be the store manager. Oh, shemineh Or he says to her, you're the administrator of my property. Meaning either way, he's saying to her, you basically have some sort of position where you're in charge of money, an official position. He can make her swear whenever he wants that she didn't... Uh, you know, she, she's not pilfering off his stocks. She's not taking off his stuff. She's not stealing from him. Now, interestingly, normally we say a man can't go to his wife and just say, I swear for me, swear to take a shvua, you didn't steal from my house. That's considered excessive. But we have a concept called Gilgal shvua, that although sometimes we don't allow a shvua, an oath on something, if we find a legitimate place where one can make an oath, we can then do a galgel. We can make a roll and then tack on another shvua. So though normally we don't allow a person to walk up to his wife and say, swear to me, you didn't steal macaroni for dinner tonight. That's just excessive. But if a person has a legitimate reason to make his wife swear, i.e., he brings her in as part of the business, and now as part of the business arrangement, he makes her swear because she's the, you know, the administrator of his estate or um, the, she, he's, she's a storekeeper, he can say, okay, don't you swear with this? Also swear, you're not stealing property from me. Elizabeth disagrees. He says, no, I feel if a man can go to his wife and just say, swear to me that you didn't, uh, you know, you didn't steal the, 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 a spindle, something used for uh, for for kneading, or, the, or or about the dough itself. Um, n- normal, ordinary things, he can make her swear on that. Okay, what happens if a man stipulates to his wife that he's never going to make her swear? So why would it, or, or take an oath? Now, why is this important? So we there are situations where a wife cannot collect ksuba without swearing, or for that matter, the heirs can collect, can, can only collect ksuba if they swear that their mother was never paid. So what if a woman says, husband writes originally to his wife that I'm never going to have a claim of, um, of a vow or an oath against you. That is, if the situation ever arises, which we're not going to discuss now, the situation arises where technically the only way for the woman to collect the ksuba would be if she swears, but he says, he says to her, I waive that right, therefore you could just collect it. In your flash So you can't make her swear in any event that the situation arises, you can't make her swear and she can collect the ksuba. But he, um, he can make her heirs swear before they cut the ksuba. So let's say he divorces her and then um, she dies right away. So the heirs come and say, hey, look, we're suing you. We want our ksuba, our mother ksuba. He could say, swear to me that you know, it was never paid. Why? Why? Because that's about Rishuso um, and those who come and take her place. Why is that? Because he could say to her, look, I said to you, your mother, I have no claim or vow against you, specifically a lie you, but, I, I, but when it comes to your children, I never said I'm, I'm waiving that right to Force them to swear. Fine. But if he writes, He says, look, I will never have a claim or a vow against you, your heirs, or those who come and take your place. Take your place would be a case where you can actually, a woman can sell the um, rights of the ksuba, as in the monetary part of the ksuba, to someone else. And they create a business out of it, kind of like packaging mortgages and selling it to a big company. You can do the same thing here. She can, uh, you got these people who collect ksubas and give up, pay a little less. For, the, for collect a bunch of ksubas, and then they'd be the ones to sue the husbands. And the woman would get a little less, and these people make money. Okay, so if he says, I will never have a claim of both against, again, your, you, your heirs, your, or your children, so, so you can't make them anyone swear. 
But let's say he he no, let's say the case would be um he dies and then she comes wants to cut the suba, or he dies and she dies, and the children then are now suing each other for the suba, then you can make a shvua because again it was only he said, I'm not gonna make you or your children, but the children would say we're never part of that oath, meaning his children say we're never part of the oath, and therefore they can make the wife's children um suffer. Again, you're talking about clearly here, there's a uh, there's a mixed marriage of some sort. We're not gonna get into the particulars. So he says, I, 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 my heirs, and those who take my place will have no claim of, um, of a shvuah or neder against you or your heirs or anyone else. So in that situation, he cannot make her swear. Neither he or his heirs, heirs, nor those who take his place. Um, from, again, her, her heirs, anyone who takes her place, because what we have here is he really delineated that he's not going to make any shvuah, he's not going to force any shvuahs. I wish you all a wonderful day.